The Chronicles of Vladimir Todd, 8th Grade Bites, Chapter 13, Bound by Blood. Nothing could convince Aunt Nellie to let Vlad stay home from the duration of the school year, which just goes to prove that parents and guardians don't care if they're sending you to face bloodthirsty monsters so long as you get a B in English. Mr. Otis stood in front of the class. His eyes were still red from the touching ceremony the school had given in the gym in honor of Mr. Craig. He hadn't uttered a word or offered so much as a glance at Vlad in the weeks since their conversation on Vlad's porch. When he finally spoke, his voice cracked on the first word. Thank you, for, thank you all for turning in such wonderful essay papers. I have graded them, and as today in an early release day in honor of Mr. Craig's passing, you may pick them up on your way out the door. Have a safe weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Vlad shoved his notebook into his backpack and zipped it closed on his way past Mr. Otis's desk. He snatched his paper off the pile and left the classroom, scanning Mr. Otis's various red scribbles as he walked. He'd gotten an A, which only proved that Vlad was excellent at writing from the point of view of a vampire and horrible at figuring out just how much it would cost to get from New York to Los Angeles if gasoline cost $2.35 a gallon and the car he was driving got 26 miles to the gallon. Then Vlad glanced at the words scrawled at the bottom of his last page. He gasped. I know your secret. Mr. Otis had written, I know you're a vampire. Vlad almost jumped out of his skin when a hand touched his shoulder. He turned to face Mr. Otis. I must speak with you private, Vlad. Vlad did the same thing he'd done in the sixth grade when Nellie asked him who'd broken Mr. Snellgrove's window. He denied any knowledge pertaining to current events. Look, if this is about the punctuation test, Mr. Otis held a hand and hissed. You know what it's about. We're going for a little walk, you and me. I, Mr. Otis's stern brow furrowed. Excuse me? We're going for a little walk, you and I. Vlad glanced at the double doors. They were only 10 feet from him. He looked at Mr. Otis and shrugged. Honestly, you're supposed to be an English teacher. Besides, I don't walk with murderers. Vlad bolted for the doors and down the stairs. He kept expecting Mr. Otis to follow him, but by the time he reached the hospital, he was sure Otis wasn't there. He caught Nellie at the nurse's desk and immediately launched into a quietly hysterical explanation of his presence. Mr. Otis knows I'm a vampire, and he's a vampire too, and he killed Mom and Dad, not to mention Mr. Craig, so... We have to get out of here. Do you think we could fly somewhere? Maybe the Bahamas or Australia? I'm thinking somewhere sunny. Nellie listened intently before picking up her sweater and whispering something to one of the other nurses. She ushered him out the door and took a deep breath before speaking. Now calm down, Vladimir. You seem awfully upset. Let's start with Mr. Otis knowing your secret. They walked down the street toward their house and Vlad started to explain. He reiterated everything he told her the the night of the dinner, but this time showed her the note Mr. Otis had scribbled on his essay. When he was finished, Nellie looked more concerned than fearful for their lives. Where's Mr. Otis now? I should have a word with him. Set him straight. That's a strange thing to accuse somebody of without any proof. Being a vampire, don't you think? She gave him a sidelong look, and Vlad shrugged. They continued walking toward their house. The silence broke when Nellie said, We'll just straighten this out right now, Vlad. No worries. Vlad jerked his eyes toward the house. Mr. Otis stood in the front yard near the porch. Vlad squeezed his arms, his aunt's arm and halted his steps, but Nellie tugged him along as if his fears were unreasonable. She smiled at Mr. Otis, but Otis, Otis didn't smile back. Mr. Otis, 
May we have a word? It seems Vlad is upset about something you wrote on his paper. Mr. Otis had his eyes locked on Vlad. His skin was pale, his jaw set. His eyes had sunk in some as if he needed either rest or sustenance, or both. He nodded slowly and gestured to the door as if by retaining his gentlemanly qualities, his crimes would be ignored. Vlad pulled away from Nellie, remaining with his feet firmly fixed to the sidewalk. Nellie cast him with a sympathetic glance. Come inside, Vladimir. Let's all talk this out. You'll feel better after we do, I promise. Otis stepped closer, but despite his fears, Vlad didn't back away. Yes, Vladimir, let's go inside. We wouldn't want your secrets becoming public now, would we? Vlad didn't say a word. In his mind, the image of those words on his paper, the image of Otis's hat in Mr. Craig's house, the image of his parents' bodies reduced to ashes flipped over and over like a Rolodex of morbid thoughts. Nellie retreated into the house, probably hoping Vlad would give up and follow. He resisted doing just that until Otis walked inside and closed the door. When Vlad entered, he heard Otis's voice in the living room. No more, no more running, no more giving your ward the opportunity to hear me out. You'll both listen now, and then I can deal with what must be done. Vlad peeked around the corner. Nellie was sitting on the couch, and Otis was pacing in front of her. Vlad's aunt looked spellbound. Otis tilted his head toward a chair. Sit down, Vladimir. Vlad looked over his shoulder at the door and then at the stairs. He could get out, get help, bring the cops back, and explain that Otis was a madman. But Otis would kill Nellie for sure and divulge it to the world that Vlad was a vampire. Loathe the, uh, the idea of listening to the fiend as Vlad did. He knew when he was trapped. He sat in the chair and watched Otis pace silently for several minutes. Where's the book? Mr. Otis was looming over him, and though the room was warm, Vlad swore he could see clouds of breath escaping from his teacher's mouth. Vlad glanced at the leather-bound book, which was laying on the coffee table where he'd left it. Otis followed his gaze, and in a few steps snapped the book up in his hands. How much of this have you read? Vlad shook his head, professing ignorance of the book's contents. I haven't read a word. It's written in some weird language. He shrugged and offered. I'm not even sure it is a language. Otis blinked and then blinked again. He looked at the book in his hands and back at Vlad. Clutching the book to his chest, he resumed his pacing across the room. Your father never taught you Elysian code, the vampire language, he asked. Vlad pursed his lips stubbornly. How did you know my father? Mr. Otis's booming voice reverberated in the room. Did he teach you the code? I have no idea what you're talking about. Vlad looked at Nellie, who shook her head, indicating she was clueless as well. It didn't surprise him that she was. His dad had been pretty secretive about the vampire world. Apparently very secretive. He dropped his eyes to the book in Mr. Otis's hands. Mr. Otis loosened his grip on the book. So you don't know. He lowered his voice so that Vlad had to strain to hear him. Did Thomas ever speak of Alicia, the vampire world? Vlad shot Mr. Otis a glare and suddenly a wave of hunger washed over him. He could see himself biting into his teacher's neck popping the skin between his teeth like a berry until the juices flowed down his throat and filled his belly. He wanted to taste Mr. Otis's blood, and he was starting not to care that he'd be injuring another person. He squeezed his eyes shut and then opened them again once more under control. Mr. Otis might be a monster, but Vlad was nothing like him. Why are you asking so many questions? I don't know anything. Just let us go. He glared again, but Mr. Otis was no longer looking at him. Mr. Otis's eyes were kind of glazed, and he was regarding the space 
between Vlad's feet with growing interest. I can see it in your thoughts like watching a short film. He told you about Alicia, but at bedtime, but his bedtime stories, fairy tales, and he told you so little. He left out most of it, even the name, leaving you with false images embedding in, embedded in your imagination. Otis shook his head, raising his gaze to meet Vlad's. The journal. Otis stretched his mouth wide, exposing his fangs and eliciting a gasp from Nellie. Your father was an outlaw, Vlad. He left Alicia for the love of your mother, revealing vampiric, vampiric heritage to humans is forbidden, let alone engaging in a romance with one. Those who do are hunted down and their lives are taken for their crimes. Though he fought it, a tear dripped from the corner of Vlad's eye and rolled down his cheek. He didn't want to cry, not here in front of his parents' as murderer, not here when he was about to die. He tried to look away from Otis's fangs, but they gleamed in the soft light, demanding to be seen. Beside him, Nellie was shaking in her seat, muttering things that Vlad couldn't understand. He met Mr. Otis's eyes. So that's why you killed my parents? But why did you kill Mr. Craig? And why kill us? We haven't broken any of your laws. Mr. Otis stopped as if Vlad had kicked him hard in the chest. Is that what you think? No, Vlad, I could never. I wouldn't kill you. I could never bring myself to harm a family member. Otis's fangs shrank slightly. He regarded Vlad with shimmering eyes. Vladimir, I'm Thomas's half-brother, your uncle. What? Vlad blinked again, trying to make some kind of sense out of the words his teacher had spoken, but he couldn't. What Mr. Otis had said was crazy. Nellie glanced nervously between Vlad and Mr. Otis. My uncle, Vlad said, but you killed my parents and Mr. Craig. I most certainly did not. Then for Glob's sake, why'd you scare us like that, said Aunt Nellie. It was something she had always said as long as Vlad had known her, for Glob's sake. Vlad rolled his eyes and looked to Mr. Otis for his reply. Mr. Otis looked at Nellie and then at Vlad, stretching out his palms in front of him as if he were pleading for forgiveness. I'm sorry, it wasn't my intent to frighten you. I needed you to sit and listen. Every time I tried to talk to you, you'd run away. I need you to tell me what you know about Thomas, about Melina, and exactly what happened to both of them. He glanced out the window again and then took a seat on the sofa, his elbows on his knees, his fingers raking back the hair from his face. I was shocked to hear of their deaths. In fact, after Mr. Craig disappeared, I volunteered to take his teaching spot to find you, Vlad. I thought if I found you, I could find Thomas. I'd never planned to harm you or your parents. I only hoped to protect you from the vengeful justice of Alicia. Tears coated his cheeks, and the sight of them made Vlad feel insignificant and small. The man he thought a monster was braver than he was, brave enough to cry. Nellie stood and crossed the room, placing a caring hand on Mr. Otis's shoulder. We don't know what happened. It was an accident. Their death, a dark mystery to us all. Vlad swallowed a lump in his throat and pushed the image of his parents to the back of his mind. Where is Alicia? A, a sigh escaped Otis. All around you, Alicia isn't a place one can visit. Vlad. It's what we call vampire society, coexisting with your own world. That is Alicia. The council gathers in Stokerton. He, taped the, he tapped the book's cover and handed it back to Vlad. Everything you need to know is in here. I can teach you the code if you'd like, but later when things are safer for you. 
His eyes shifted to the door as if something terrible were going to burst through it at any second. Vlad gripped the book in both hands. A million questions cluttered his mind. But your hat and that symbol. I need you to trust me, Vladimir. I loved your father. We were more than brothers. We were best friends. It pained me when he left. When he chose your mother over Alicia, but it was his choice to make and I respected that. He pulled up his sleeve and held up his wrist, his wrist up for them to see. Vlad cringed a bit at the symbol, a guilty cringe, one from a boy who'd actually accused his uncle of being a murderer. When Otis turned his wrist, the symbol glowed slightly, like the glyph he and Henry had discovered in his father's study, like the one on the book he was holding. This is my symbol, my name in Elysian code. When a vampire vows to protect someone, we leave our symbol on something that belongs to them. It's called marking, and it serves as a warning to others that should they harm the person, they should expect harm returned to them by the one who did the marking. Vampires are honor-bound. If we bother to mark someone, it is taken quite seriously. Your father marked Mr. Craig as a vow to protect him by carving his name on his porch just as surely as I marked you by carving mine on the box in your dresser. Unfortunately, someone ignored your father's mark. Who did kill Mr. Craig, Nellie blurted. Diablo. Though I'm not sure why, he could have fed on any number of Bathory citizens. Did, in fact, on a young woman. But why he chose a man who'd been marked by your father is beyond me. Perhaps he'd hoped to anger Thomas, bringing him out of hiding, which is where all of Alicia believes him to be. Otis went to the window and pulled the drapes open an inch. It was already dark outside and there was strange electricity in the air as if a storm was fast approaching. Who is Diablo anyway? Vlad asked. The normally mellow and minty jumped at the glass, hissing at the shadowy figure that was approaching the gate. Vlad jumped too and tried to see out the window. His heart was racing. That's Diablo, Otis said, the president of the Elysian Council. You remember him, Vlad. He was the one I was talking to while you were in the tree the other night. Vlad blushed at the realization he'd been caught. Nellie muttered something that sounded very much like grounded. Otis pulled the drapes closed and turned from the window. We need to hide you. Diablo has plans to take you to Elysia to be punished for your father's crimes, for your very existence. Vlad's heart skipped a beat and then continued its race. I can hide in the attic. I'll come with you, Otis said. Diablo mustn't see me. They rushed up the stairs to the attic, shutting the door behind them. Otis sat on the attic door and closed his eyes. What about Nellie, Vlad asked. Shh, I'm trying to concentrate, Vlad. But she's still downstairs. Otis kept his eyes closed. He didn't answer, so Vlad could only guess his concerns were being ignored. Stretching his thoughts downstairs, he pushed into Nellie's mind, but found only a haze of images and general confusion. Coming back to himself, Vlad looked at Otis. Are you clouding her thoughts? Otis frowned in irritation. I'm making her believe she knows nothing about you or me. I'll protect her from Diablo. Now hush. Suddenly, Otis opened his eyes wide and looked at Vlad. He's taken her. The meaning of his words hadn't settled in Vlad's mind before Otis had set, was down the stairs and running toward the front door. Vlad bolted after him, calling to his aunt. When he reached the door, he found Otis slumped against the door jamb, looking out into the darkness. Vlad swallowed hard. Where is she? He's taken her to Alicia, no doubt as bait for you. As the anger boiled up within him, Vlad felt his fangs tear through the gums, pushing out to full length in a matter of seconds. He looked past Otis 
to the darkness outside. His heart rammed up against his ribs. Come on, he shouldered past Otis and moved down the sidewalk, his eyes scanning the horizon for any sign of Diablo and Nellie. Otis approached and placed a calm hand on his shoulder. Where do you think you're going? To Alicia, we're going to save my aunt. A look of terrible concern crossed Otis's face. Vladimir, that's exactly what he wants. Vlad looked out into the night, determination in his eyes. Then let's give it to him.